Show with Trav on 95.9 KRFF Radio Free Fargo. I'm so excited. I tell you what, their concert here in the Fargo Moorhead area this weekend kind of puts a little light into your day knowing that, well, it looks like there's some hope. We're going to have some live music back, not only in the venues, but the festivals and all the outdoor shows. Saving Able with special guests dearly departed coming to TAC Music Venue this Saturday night. On the phone, and they've been up to a whole lot of stuff this past year. We've got guitar player Scott Bartlett. Scott, Captain, how are you? Cheers from Fargo. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm great, man. Driving into my home, which is Memphis, Tennessee, from Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm almost there. How have things been going this past year? How are you and the guys holding up? Well, we sort of found a niche. Obviously, it's been really tough for music and rock and roll and artists and fans all the way around. Um, we sort of fell into one niche that really helped us out, which was the biker community. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when it comes down to just brass tacks and analytics and data, if you look at, like, the open-air festival, right. you know, bikers just don't care. <laughs> They'll show up. <laughs> right. it's, as long as the place, the space is rented. Yeah. And bikers aren't like those renegades they used to be. Bikers have got money now. I mean, they... They, they want to hear their music, too, and they're like, man, I go to this thing every year. Yeah. I'm not going to miss it, yeah. and there's 500 square miles, so I'm not going to catch anything I don't want, and I could be within six feet, of, you know. And so we found a niche there, yeah. and we got really tight. With, we've always been tight with the biker community, right? but we kind of got even tighter, and that sort of snowballed into more bike rallies because we were one of the only bands out there doing it. Right. Um, Good for you. We stayed away from the yeah. We we stayed away from the club circuit because we didn't want to get anybody in trouble. Yeah. Nobody wanted to get in trouble. Right. Um, so it was a tricky year. We all had to sort of step out of our comfort zone. Right. Because apparently, when you're a musician for a living, you don't qualify for unemployment no matter what you do. Oh, that's amazing! Because I've been always saying it. You guys are frontline workers too, man. I mean, how when you think about it, we've all been relying on music to get us through it because essentially that's all. A lot of us had, man. So I'm going to say it now, and I'll keep on saying it. Kudos to all you artists out there providing the music, getting us through these hard times. You're the frontline workers of this past pandemic, man. In my opinion. Well, we appreciate it, man. So you know, we we uh, you know, again, we got a little bit creative. We all sort of stepped up our side projects and what have you, and we found a way to get through the pandemic. I believe, knock on wood, it seems like we're nearing the end. That is the hope. That is the hope. Well, besides finding your niche this past year during the pandemic, what are some of the other things that you guys kind of fell into? Did you do any live streams? How about uh, any virtual meet and greets, that sort of thing? We we did a few kind of like virtual meet and greets, yeah. Uh, We didn't do any live streams, and the reason being, um, you know, it turns out that costs a lot. Ah. Unless you just want it to be a a sort of a rinky-dink production which just makes you look bad right and it lets everybody down that's got to sit at the house anyway <laughs> so, 
you know, <laughs> right. if you can't guarantee that, that tens of thousands of dollars are going to come in to offset the cost of what it would cost to put on a good one, right? you, you kind of start banging your head against the wall, you know? Sure. Um, so the band, you know, again, we have been able to work. But we haven't, there haven't been more than, like, I don't think we have gone two to three weeks without seeing each other since the pandemic started. Oh, awesome. That's good news. Well, that also leads me to my next question then. I mean, I think we all agree that with all the artists having to sit at home, uh, I would imagine we're going to be seeing a lot of great new music coming out this year, next year from all the artists who had to be quarantined during the pandemic themselves. We haven't seen an album from you guys since 2014's Bloodstained Revolution. So I got to ask, have you guys been writing new material? Is there a new Saving Able album coming out very soon? We've been writing and we've been in studio with the original producer of Saving Able. I always call him the fifth Beatle. <laughs> that is Skid Mills out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Right. He used to be out of Memphis, Tennessee. He's actually how I found the guys that ended up. We all started Able together, but uh, I was sort of doing session music in Memphis. Right. And I went in for what I thought was sort of like a studio session. I went back to get my, this is like 16 years ago, I went back to get my check the next day and that's when I met Jared and Jason and you know they were like man we could pay you right. you won't be in a band dude <laughs> it's like man I've lived here a long time but where the hell are y'all from <laughs> <laughs> the accent was like Boomhauer on steroids <laughs> I mean, it was just, and uh you know I rolled the dice yeah. uh, 16 years ago and uh we uh you know the the chemistry yeah. It was just so solid. I mean, stuff was good for the first three records, actually. Right. Um, and then we sort of deviated, went a different route, and we brought it all back together with this lineup. What we did um, after we did Bloodstained Revolution with uh, Justin Reimer, yeah. who was in 12 Stone. Oh, right. Uh, we did, I think we just cut like nine songs. Oh, okay. I don't know if we have enough for a full length yet. Right. Um, but we're still in there trudging away. Um and I don't know if we have anything that we want to release yet. Sure. Uh, it's stuff that I'm pretty proud of, but we want to make sure everybody's proud of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there is new music in the works. Yeah. Awesome. That's good news. Well, speaking of stuff that I know you're proud of, I want to go back here a couple of years. Uh, 2019, you released a song uh, that has, well, some pretty deep meaning for yourself behind it, this old uh, heart of mine. Kind of give us the background on that. So that's... I'll, I'll try so it's funny, the abridged version of this story still takes two minutes. <laughs> um, I had heart failure oh. in 2016. We were on the Make, of, Make America Rock Tour, and I fainted at my merchandise booth, and I took out the whole booth. Whoa. I'm a big guy. Right. So when I go down, it's like, you know, <laughs> there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, it, it led me to, you know, going to see some physicians, and they were like, this is nuts. It's like your heart is beating backwards. Wow. We couldn't figure out what it was. I went through all these tests. Uh, it turned out that I had a very weakened heart muscle that I probably had my whole life. Nobody knew why. Uh-huh. Nobody knew how it had skipped between the cracks. Like my dad was a doctor. My mom was a nurse. Uh, but for whatever reason, that's where I was. And they said, at this point, your heart is so weak. Uh, we probably need to put you on a list. Wow. Um, it was looking really bleak for me. Wow. Um, but then I was able to get the spot ablated on my on my heart right. after two failed attempts, 
And then through modern medicine and a pacemaker defibrillator, my heart is now up to complete, like, it, it, it's perfect. Like they say, it's like it never happened. My cardiologist says they, 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 they bring me up at, like, their uh, seminars and stuff hey. because of a couple of medicines that really work. Wow. Uh, I continued to tour like an idiot <laughs> throughout all of this. Yeah. Um, so I, would, I ended up in and out of a lot of emergency rooms yeah. because, you know, they tell you if something feels off at all, get to an ER. Right. And it's really scary. You know, that heart failure is no joke. Right. I mean, you ever just kind of like stood up too fast and you get like lightheaded kind of like, oh, oh. And you got to catch your catch your breath or something. Oh, brother, uh, you're talking to somebody that when he stubs his pinky toe, I'm like, this is it. This is how it happens. <laughs> well, they, so every time I would like, every time I would have that feeling, is what they say is that you need to like basically brace for impact. Wow. Because your pacemaker might hit you at 80,000 volts. Oof. Or you might just be dying. <laughs> and so I was just constantly thinking I would die. It was terrifying. Right. And I was in these hospitals and I remember sitting in one, and I was just so irritated, and it was near Christmas time. And there was this kid across the hallway, and I was really depressed. I was writing this song called This Old Heart of Mine, which was basically like, I'm pretty sure I'm dying. And when I'm gone, thank you to my fans. You know, this is for you. Yeah. Uh, so this, I hear this kid, I'm like working on lyrics. I hear this kid like laughing. He's so happy, and I'm like, "What does this guy have to be happy about?" I'm like, you know, just like Scrooge, you know. <laughs> and I asked the nurse, "What? Like, what is he so happy about?" Yeah. And she was like, "Oh, he just found out that for the first time in two years, he can have Christmas dinner in the refectory instead of in bed." Wow. And I was like, "Wow, I'm a dick." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I sort of like recentered my focus, yeah. and I was like, "What if this old heart of mine is for kids with heart failure?" Yeah, and the message is through music there is hope. Yeah, and that's what the song's about. What a great and turnaround it, on that! Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool story how it sort of came to fruition too. Yeah. Like, because it's almost like that kid gave me hope. Right. That's amazing. Um, well, obviously, somebody in the higher power. Was uh, seeing what was going on inside uh, inside the head there, and needed to reroute you to something a little bit more positive. Speaking of reroute, is this what also led you then to uh, your Rock and Roll for Hearts Foundation? Correct. And uh, Rock and Roll for Hearts is just that. It's supposed to provide hope for children with, uh, I mean, really any condition, but most notably heart disease. Um, because you know, you could easily make the argument. I'm known for my drinking and carrying on. I've been drunk for 20 years on the road. Like, I could have done this to myself. We'll never know. Right. But I don't need to beat myself up over that. Right. Uh, but for kids, I mean, you cannot make the argument that they deserve it no. or that they did something wrong. Right. They were just born with that, that disability. And uh, what it means to me is, you know, let these kids know that it, it's going to be okay. Like, there's always something there for you. Like, this, this heart of mine beats on for you. For you. It, it's whatever makes them feel better is yeah. what beats on for you. You Like, it's, that's the meaning of it. Right. And I haven't gotten there yet, but where I aim to go with the charity is to bring, you know, my friends in the rock world, the Shinedowns, 
right. the, the hinders, the theory of a dead man, to come to hospital bed and just perform the song, and then maybe one of their songs, and then just talk to the kids. Love and I got it. that idea because Saving Abel did that for the Wounded Warriors. So cool. Um, where we would go play by their bedside. I love that idea. How can we get involved with helping support Rock and Roll for Hearts Foundation? Well, I'm actually restructuring it because you'd be surprised how hard it is right. to help kids with the bureaucracy of the medical world right now. Right. It's like I, I can't get it to where they're allowed to come to shows. Uh, I'll tell you what you can do if you have any answers for me. Facebook me. If you know anyone in the 501c3 world, I need to get the paperwork done because I was under a different um, umbrella called uh, what is it? Softball for Hearts and Fishing for Hearts. Okay. And it was uh, you know a bunch of famous athletes, and that charity sort of stopped during the pandemic. Uh-huh. So I've been looking into founding it again on my own. Right. Um, I need help. Right. So just, if you want to help get on board, I don't need your money. I don't need your sympathy. Right. I need your ideas. Got so it. feel free to Facebook me on my uh, my like page, which is just Scott Bartlett, SB Creation. Done. We would love to get involved and help in any way that we can with that. Uh, another thing, you've been a busy man. I, I There's so much to talk about here, but I also want to talk about, it looks like if we want to look like Scott Bartlett, we now can do that ourselves. You've got SB Creations. Tell me about that. So I started a clothing line years and years ago, and uh, it's gone through a couple of metamorphoses, but I I, uh, settled on SB Creation, and I put my tattoos and basically my overall persona on my clothes. Sweet! Um, And it's just the likeness of me, it's it's things that are involved in my life, Uh, my most recent design, well, it's the Pray For Me shirt, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. Yes. but I have one. I was published in a cookbook this year, believe it or not. No kidding. Um, for my guacamole recipe. <laughs> and it's called uh, Stop Guac and Roll. I love it. So I have that on a t-shirt where you have me fashioned in the form of an avocado, <laughs> wearing the cowboy hat and everything. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's been a fun shirt. And then a bunch of cool shirts that are just my designs and my tattoos. Uh, you can go to that site as well. That's B-T-H-E-S-B Creations. Dot com, or it's on Facebook, and you can shop there. You can look there. Leave me messages there. Um, Are we going to see this uh, gear at the show on Saturday? I will be stocked. Yes, sir. Awesome. That's where we're going to get our stuff. Last thing I want to go into here, and you just brought it up. Uh, tell us how Mad Souls came about, because we've been playing Pray For Me here on the station. Tell us how Mad Souls came about. Uh, you know, I really appreciate that. I, was, I wasn't sure how I was going to deal with... Uh, going to radio with this song like there's a handful of you guys that have been like yeah we're just going to spin it so thank you for that absolutely um uh the, the mad souls started because saving able had taken a hiatus circa 2017 2018 my heart was starting to get better and i didn't want to be sitting around the house uh so i started feeling around memphis i wanted to find like a singer songwriter who had a killer voice and a good friend of mine, Chris C.J. Johnson, uh, was a finalist on American Idol hey. in 2016. Right. And I asked him if he'd want to go out and do some duet stuff. He was like, absolutely, get me out of this town. So we, we named it The Mad Souls, and we just hit the pavement. And we'd go out to about two weeks at a time. We started building up a name for ourselves. 
I mentioned uh, when you said if you've done any live streams, Abel did not, but CJ and I did during the pandemic. Cool. And one night after we did one, we were just sitting there, had a little bit of whiskey, and he was like, I was playing this chord progression. He goes, what is that? And I was like, well, it's kind of Wicked Game by Chris Isaac, but oh, yeah. the tempo is really different, and we could easily make it into something. And I just started singing, pray for me, pray for me, if I do that's a hit. And we wrote it in about seven minutes. Oh, wow. Um, and what's cool about it is he and I both sing. So he sings the first verse, I sing the second verse, we both sing the chorus, we both sing the bridge. Well, I had just met Toby Wright, who is the mastermind behind Jar of Flies by Alice Chase. Yes. Um, numerous Metallica hits. He's worked with everybody. He loves the song, and he loved the idea of coming to Memphis and cutting it live. But he said, let's not do it acoustic. Let's do this rock and roll style. Love it. So I hired the band. I got my favorite bass player in Memphis. Uh, I hired Steven from Saving Able, who, who I used on most of my uh, outside recordings. And I hired a gospel quartet from the church. So cool. And we, we recorded it. And it's just gone over like gangbusters. Everybody loves it. The song is actually about the hardworking American during the pandemic. Right. You know, that's not looking for a handout. Yep. Doesn't really lean left or right. He just wants to go to work and provide for his family. Right. Um, and I think, you know, we can all identify with that. Absolutely. Well, cheers to you, man, on this song. It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, we're looking forward to... Saving Able being here in the area. Obviously, this Saturday you're going to be at Tack Music Venue. Sunday you're not going to be too far. You'll be at uh, the A and R Bill in, in uh, Bar in Hillsboro, and then we got you coming back soon for another festival. So we're going to see a lot of Saving Able. That's that's good news. What does the band have coming up now that it looks like we're going to be getting back to real life here? Well, so we're staying kind of weekends, um, waiting to see what kind of tour packages get offered. Uh, we don't want to miss out on any of the big ones because right. I think this might be a year of some huge tours. Absolutely. So we're trying not to fight off more than we can chew, but we're also trying to keep our power on. Right. <laughs> Agreed. Sort of interesting position to be in, but it is. we've got shows pretty well booked out through, I think, like July. Awesome. Um, and there's some sporadic ones in, in I mean, even in November. Right. So we're going to keep working, keep recording. We're all going to keep doing our side stuff. So love it, man. You know, y'all, y'all come out. We're gonna we're gonna show you what rock and roll is meant to be. We're gonna hit you in the face with it. So get ready. I know y'all have been waiting for a long time for some rock. I love it, and what a way to kick it off too with saving Abel, brothers Scott. I love chatting with you. It's been a long time. We're looking forward to seeing you here uh, in Fargo on Saturday. 